0: Hi everyone, welcome to Executive Bar Review. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about effective time management skills for out-of-state attorneys and also full-time professionals. Because the majority of Executive Bar Review candidates are working full-time while they're studying for the exam, It's very important to know exactly how to manage your time on a day-to-day basis in order to effectively put together a study plan that will yield a positive result. When an attorney or a full-time professional is putting in roughly 11 to 12 hours per day in their normal work schedule, it really does beg the question of when exactly are they going to be able to study for the bar exam. So let's start with a few basics. Um, We recommend at least a three to three and a half month lead time prior to any exam in order to maximize an attorney or a full-time professional's chances at passing the very next bar exam that they choose to take. And by allowing yourself that advanced lead time, then you will have the time to effectively digest, memorize, and practice the material prior to sitting for an exam. So another question we often get here at Executive Bar Review is what is the best method of absorbing 15 to 17 substantive areas of law? So one thing most applicants do is either listen to lectures or they read very, very long, detailed outlines. And although the contents of these outlines and lectures really are quite good, it is near to impossible to digest that much material and then again be able to practice effectively prior to the exam. So what we do at Executive Bar Review is we make sure to convey substantive law in very small sound bites, which will allow then an attorney or a full-time professional to take that sound bite and then apply it to a hypothetical that will mirror something they will see on the exam. So implementing a hypothetical approach along with your outline will definitely yield a better result and will allow you to memorize the material in a more effective manner. So what exactly does that mean and how do I go about doing that? So the first thing we recommend is to make sure that you break down any given outline in separate segments. So by way of example, let's take tort law. If I try to read an entire tort outline, then I'm going to be lost in the intentional torts, negligence, product's liability, defamation, misrepresentation, so much information that I really don't know what to do with. So what we do is we break down each section of torts for you. So let's take the intentional torts. The intentional torts, if we leave that as its own outline, as its own segment, we can easily manage that. There aren't that many intentional torts, and it is easier to sort of focus on assault and battery and false imprisonment than it is to try to digest an entire tort outline. So if I dedicate, let's say, 15 to 30 minutes on the intentional torts, then I know that my day is limited to just those intentional torts. And in a moment, I'll explain to you exactly how to do that. Bigger question, how much time do I need to put into studying per day while I'm working full time in order to make sure I cover everything in a three and a half month time frame? So if you use your time effectively, you are looking at roughly between 45 minutes to an hour and a half of study time per day, Monday through Friday. You're looking at another couple of hours on either Saturday or Sunday and you should really try to take at least one day off where you're not doing anything relating to bar review whatsoever. You can do your laundry, you can go back to work, but you need to take a break from studying for the bar exam. So how is it that we are able to manage a schedule in a 45 minutes to an hour and a half time frame versus applicants that are sitting in a library for eight to 12 hours a day trying to learn the material? The truth is, is that sitting in a library for 12 hours does nothing more than make you feel better about the number of hours you've committed to the bar exam. Because your brain is not able to comprehend, digest, and memorize 12 hours worth of material. So really, it's a colossal waste of time. Similarly, listening to lectures for hours and hours and hours really yields nothing more than going in one brain cell and coming out the other. So if you effectively study in that 45 minute to an hour and a half time frame, and concentrate on only one segment of information at a time and then take that information and couple it with a practice question or a hypothetical, that's where you're gonna see your best result. So going back to the intentional torts for just a moment, I know I have to memorize assault and battery and false imprisonment and intentional infliction of emotional distress and the other various intentional torts. So how do I go about doing that? So one method is I could just stare at my outline over and over again and hope that it sinks in. And another method is to write out the definitions over and over again until they sink in. So the the first method really doesn't work because an applicant just sits there and stares at a piece of paper. And then what happens is that you start thinking about work and other things that you need to be doing, about the deposition you need to prepare for, about memos that are due. Professionals and attorneys are extraordinarily busy. And so our focus is not only limited to one thing per day. So an effective method really is to use the sound of your own voice. And what that means, and this of course is backed by years and years of studies, an applicant is best able to memorize material by listening to the sound of their own voice. Sounds a little bit bizarre, but it actually works. We cringe a little bit when we listen to the sound of our own voice. When I listen back at this podcast, I cringe. I don't like how I sound, but I'm listening carefully to each word, that I'm conveying to all of you. And that also helps me retain the information that I'm conveying so that I can use it at a future time or a later date. So how do we go about doing this? Everyone today has a smartphone. All of your smartphones have a recording app. In fact, I'm using one right now. You don't need fancy recording equipment. You don't have to rent out a studio. You need to sit with your smartphone, and record each and every element of the causes of action. So, if assault is defined as a reasonable apprehension of an immediate battery, and a battery is defined as a harmful or offensive contact, I'm going to be recording these definitions, and then I'm going to be listening back to the sound of my own voice. So basically, I just press stop, and I listen to the definitions. And by listening to the sound of my own voice or by listening to the sound of your own voice, I guarantee you will be able to memorize the material more effectively. And you can do that while you're driving. You can do that while you're taking a walk. You can do that on the short breaks that you might have at work. The more you repeat the substance, the more likely you are to remember it. And if you do that for simply 30 minutes a day, you'll be very surprised as to how much information is actually sticking. The second part of this segment will deal with how much practice we need to implement before any bar exam. So this really focuses on today on memorization technique. And then a subsequent podcast will be dedicated to, all right, I've got it memorized. Now what do I do with it? So again, by recording the sound of your own voice in small segments and then listening back to those segments, you will effectively memorize the substantive law. What about flashcards? Okay, so flashcards are a, a method of memorization. The problem with flashcards is you tend to spend a lot of time making them and then you have a thousand, two thousand, three thousand flashcards and not a lot of time to learn them and study them. So again, by recording the sound of your own voice, it's just a faster and more effective process. And then they're stored on your phone and you can listen to them over and over again. And there are even some fancy programs out there that take the sound of your own voice and then translate it on your computer into various sound bites. And then not only do you listen back, to the sound of your own voice, but now you see a written definition on your computer screen of whatever cause of action you're studying for that day. Now, once you put together these sound bites for, again, let's say the intentional torts, the last part of the recording, and this is actually very important, is to record what causes of action are always tested together. So for example, we know if battery is tested, nine times out of 10, you're going to have to discuss an assault and probably intentional infliction of emotional distress. We call these clusters, you've heard this before, but it serves as a reminder of if you see one issue, you must also address the other ones. So after you've finished your segment on the intentional torts, then quickly record which intentional torts are often tested together. And when you're listening back to these recordings, you will again remember, oh yes, if I have a battery, I probably have an assault. If I have a false imprisonment, I probably will be tested on assault and battery. If false imprisonment means that I'm bound and confined to a restricted area with no reasonable means of escape, I'm probably stressed out. Oh yeah, intentional infliction of emotional distress will always be tested with false imprisonment. So really, that's an important component of the California bar exam. Um, As most of us know, the California bar exam tests a host of issues per question. On any given essay, you might see between 12 to 17 legal issues per essay question which means that you must be able to recognize quickly what those 12 to 17 issues are, recite them on the exam, and then figure out which ones go with which. That's a tall order in a very short period of time. But again, by memorizing in this fashion and then figuring out which causes of action are tested together, then you're halfway there. I'll be following up very shortly with the mechanics, the practical application, how to answer an essay question effectively using what you've learned through this memorization technique. Thank you.